Hello, ladies and gentlemen, this is Claudia Monicelli with another episode of Multiple Voices. My Multiple Voices podcast, true to its name, includes different series. For example, we have the Voices of Love, where we discuss relationships, the voice of empowerment, the voice of laughter and play, the voice of pleasure, and the magical voice of archetypes and how they change the way we live. But we also have the voice of memory that includes everything from history to discussions of past life regression. There's also writing voices where we interview both seasoned writers and authors who have just started getting their feet wet with writing and we learn what can work for you as potential writers. Our series called Voice of the Spirit discusses different forms of spirituality and religion. And then Channeling Voices is a series that covers what happens when you channel, but is also extended to mediumship. Take a moment to review this podcast if you've enjoyed listening, and leave a hearty five stars. I'd appreciate it. Enjoy your listening. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, this is Claudia Monicelli with another episode of my podcast, multiple voices. Today I have a guest. Her name is Damla Aktikin. She's here talking to us from New Hampshire. Damla, come and say hello to our audience. Hello, everyone. (laughs) And let me introduce her for you, uh, to you. Damla is an inner child energetic wound healer. Now that's a mouthful, but with many adjectives, but it's a very interesting take on healing. And uh, she'll, of course, talk about that. She's a crystal healing teacher and soul healing writer who helps other self healers and healers move beyond the energetic wounds of their inner children and shine brighter than they thought possible so that they can fully show up in their lives to heal themselves, their families, and their soul community, which is lovely uh, as well, the idea of a soul community. And through her own healing journey, she discovered a unique way to approach crystal healing, which is based on cultivating a loving, co-creative, and respectful relationship with crystals that activates their limitless healing potential. And this is interesting because I work with crystals, I read crystals, and and crystals are always spoken about but it's not this is the first time that i hear it described and used in this way crystals how they are dealt with um Damla's the author of a of life-changing daily practice journals the creator of the chakra bliss vault crystal healing membership <gasps> she has these mouthfuls <laughs> let me say that again chakra bliss vault crystal healing membership and the host of the conversations with healers podcast find out more about her what she offers and i will be uh, writing this um her email her not her email you everybody will you'll be there'll be at your door at donla um her website um a drop of ohm.com and i'll put it in the description donla um you know the first, of course, the question uh, before we started, I asked you, what's a nice girl like you doing in New Hampshire? Just a, a little chit chat, but that same question is pertinent here. What's a nice girl like you 
uh, dealing with the child. How did you come to choose the child as an inner wound? Hmm. Um, well, I did and I didn't. Ah, <laughs> it shows you. <laughs> it's um, so what I do has has come to me in steps. And the first step was I didn't even in my own life, I did not know I had any uh, energetic wounds. Mm -hmm. I didn't see anything that I had lived through as trauma or as unusual. That was just the way it was in my family and the families that I've known growing up in Turkey. And then uh, my first sort of break from the norm was um, I held a health emergency. So I, I came to the US, did my MBA, uh, studied engineering, went into corporate life as a business consultant. And then in 2005, <clears throat> I, I woke up in the middle of the night with incredible pain in my head. And now I know that to be an indication because I was living all up here. I was living mm -hmm. in my head. I didn't have a body. Which many um, people do, by the way. It's very common. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and I didn't even realize that was an option. So that was sort of a wake-up call. I ended up in the emergency room. Um, long story short, I realized something needed to change, and I started practicing yoga. Uh-huh. Now, the next five years, I immersed myself in yoga in all possible ways. Um, <laughs> as, you know, know, I was joking. I was joking the other day uh, with another guest, and she was a yoga teacher. I said, look, I'll tell you something. You can hate me, but yoga gives me the hives. <laughs> so we laughed. So I know, I know. So and it was I only five years you said you immersed yourself so 2009, uh, five through 2000, uh, well, it's a little bit more than that, but it started around 2005. So mm -hmm. it'll be more. Um, so what happened was I ended up, um, switching from my corporate career to being a full-time yoga teacher. And at mm -hmm. the beginning, I hated it. Uh, yeah, you hated it. Oh, <laughs> what, why, why did you hate it? Well, I went to my very first yoga class and I, kneeled down on the mat and I was looking around. I was wearing my socks, first of all. <laughs> Everyone was barefoot and I'm I didn't have my own mat. So I was using somebody else's mat. And I'm like, I'm not putting my head down to where people are putting their feet. So <laughs> I was a little <laughs> great put off by that. Um but something happened and I, I just I felt a connection first time in my life very strongly with my body. So I was uh -huh. in my mind and now I realize I have a body. Mm -hmm. And then I became a full-time yoga teacher. I beca became a um, yoga studio manager, the whole nine yards. Um, <laughs> and then <laughs> in 2012, I became a mom mm -hmm. uh, through emergency C-section. Sorry, you became a mom, did you say, a mother? I did become a mom through emergency C-section, I said. Ah, okay. Okay. So that was um, interesting because in the time after, in the aftermath of that, with the with the new demands of being a mom, and I call it again, um, I was living in the head, I was living in the body, and 
in this new time, starting in 2012 with the birth of my child, nothing I knew worked. I felt cut off, literally like the same way my belly was cut off. I felt cut off so from my wait, let me Let me get it straight. No matter that you were practicing yoga, you were teaching yoga and you were fully immersed, that is a practice that has is very particular. Still, nonetheless, you had this disconnect Yes, and nothing I knew worked. Uh -huh. Yoga didn't work because my body felt so strange mm -hmm. and I couldn't, um, and so painful. Yeah. I couldn't med meditate with uh -huh. the, um, again, 24-7 motherhood. No one explained that to, do, to you before. Yeah, nobody tells you. <laughs> they don't even say how painful um, it is. <laughs> yeah, but I also realized, so with the yoga, I began to touch upon the energetic wounds a little bit yeah. but again not that much because as long enough. as i could hold the pose yeah. you know what i mean yeah sure i didn't need to dive and it was just that. a pose it, it i mean not i mean i was doing it with my whole heart but i under i didn't understand exactly what was happening underneath the pose okay, okay. so then i found myself at a place where I have this light being in my arms that I love. I'm feeling awful and I'm not getting better. I'm not getting better. How old was the child then? Just born. Okay. I mean, the first okay. year. Postpartum depression, could we call that or no? I did not name it. Mm -hmm. I did not. Um, but it just felt like this, like the light was shut off. Mm -hmm. I felt myself in the darkness. Okay. And I said, I'm going to go through every rabbit hole that's presented to me mm. in order to find light. Okay. And I came across an interview about crystals. Uh -huh. And that's how my experimentation with crystals began, which was a little different than um, what you might see out there. Um, of course, at the beginning, I mean, I would get a crystal book or I would read about crystals, but I, I found that first of all, I had five or 10 minutes to practice and I would go back to my yoga essence and just place them on my body, on my chakras. Your crystals. I mm -hmm. Yeah. I would meditate with them and it wasn't just, you know, I would just get better, <laughs> but I could feel, but they like brought gradually. you light. They, they were bringing exactly. you gradually. Like I would feel better after each mm -hmm. five minutes. A little bit better a little bit better so they were doing something and then i realized that the resources that i was able to look at had conflicting information yes mm -hmm. they would tell me to put a crystal somewhere yes. mm -hmm. and i would find that at that work. particular meeting meditation or meeting with the crystal they wanted to go somewhere else yeah so I, instead of relying on, on a book or something outside of myself, I started to rely more and more into my own intuition and, mm -hmm. um, and that began to deepen my healings, which led me to offering these healings as private sessions, as group sessions. Um, and then eventually through all the questions people started to ask me, because mm -hmm. at the beginning, my goal wasn't to mm -hmm. well, this. Can I, um, uh, stop you because as you're talking, you made me think of something. What is your favorite? I know it's like asking what's your favorite child when you have more than one, but what is your favorite crystal? 
Well, my favorite crystal is my daughter. Mm -hmm. She's a crystal mm -hmm. in the sense that we're all crystals. Mm -hmm. I think I get to watch her form and reform and evolve. Um, and I can talk about how, um, how I see crystals now yeah. through, through this. As I mentioned, the teaching part was critical because I realized there's so much confusion about this and it can yep. be so much simpler. It can just be about connection and love. A connection and love, right, right. And it, I realized it, that the way that I approached crystals was um, working because um, without making the connection then, like I was holding them very gently. I yeah. was um, looking at them with love at a time that I couldn't do that to to my body because my body was strange right. mm -hmm. but as i held these objects as or um what i then thought were objects these vibrational structures with mm -hmm. love that love sort of radiated back to me mm -hmm. um and in my research in trying to understand what crystals are um i found out or that's the way i, I see them is um crystals are ancestors Anything that contributes to your life in some mm -hmm. way is an ancestor and crystals are the building blocks of the universe mm -hmm. and us. Our DNA is a liquid crystal. Our bones are 65% or more minerals. Uh, water in our bodies is crystalline. The fascia has crystalline properties. Mm -hmm. Well, now I have to stop you there because um, this would, you know, I... I could listen to what you're saying and I could take out the key words instead of crystals, I could put in energy. We are all energy. The walls are energy. Our fascia are energy. Uh, yes. They seem. Uh, yeah. I mean, hence my website, A Drop of Om, where all uh -huh. vibrations, drops mm -hmm. of Om, mm -hmm. drops of vibration, swimming in a sea of vibration okay. and crystals okay. are a part of that. All right. So you're, so now, you're right on. Um, we have the, the crystal healing and how you got into that, but but what about the inner child energetic? Great question. Because, because so that, as, you know, I, as I began to work with yeah. people yeah. in groups and as individuals, more so in individual work, um, I began to, and my work is very interactive. It's not like you lie down and, and sometimes I do that depending mm -hmm. on the situation. If I'm working with a younger person, perhaps, yeah. but usually it's very interactive. And I began to like ask people questions when they would describe a um, spot in their body that yeah. was, that felt like it wasn't flowing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, and then I kept asking like, how old is that spot? Uh-huh. Why? And Why were you asking how old was think, that spot? Um, it was a way for me to keep their attention there. Yeah. Also to um, help them begin to make a different kind of connection, not the connection where you're trying to push away the pain or numb down the pain right. versus you're asking the pain questions. Mm-hmm. And the question of how old is this, um, how old uh, or how long has this been here, yeah. has continually brought up or it started to bring up in the people that I work with, they would see a five-year-old in there, five-year-old ah, themselves. Okay. I see what you're saying. Mm -hmm. 
or they would see a 10 year old in the uh -huh. middle of the lump in their throat. Okay. Mm -hmm. So that would give me clues. And then I would begin to ask them questions about connecting to that 10 year old. Okay. So that's how it all started. Okay. But, but it's not just, you could say that's, that's how it all started, but you know, I'm, I'm, I'm sure, you know, I, I would imagine that, you know, since you started looking at the child as an archetype, um, you know, that it has an age old, you know, the, the talk about the inner child is, is lifetimes ago. This is a, a body of work that has been written about and researched the world over for many, many, many years. Um, what I'm interested in knowing is how do you heal the inner child? What would your process be? Hmm. And why do you call it the wound? Hmm. So um, the inner child to me, like you said, is not only an archetype. Yeah. To me, the inner child we're talking about, or in my world, it is the quantum potential of a particular moment. Okay. And the quantum potential of all your lifetimes, mm -hmm. all your past, presence, parallel presence, and futures mm -hmm. live here in the now. And if you look at it that way, it becomes that any given pattern um, that came into place that was born out of a non-life affirming, non-life non What was that? Non-life affirming. What's that? And non I, I don't instead of I don't like to use the word negative. Mm -hmm. <laughs> That's my way of defining energetic wounds. No, I didn't hear it. I didn't so, hear it. The non-life and then I didn't hear that word. Affirming. How do you spell affirm. it? A F F I R M. Oh, affirm, affirming, ing, not oh, life affirming or not life enhancing experience oh, okay. creates a pattern. I see. I see. In your body, uh -huh. yeah, and in your field, and that pattern usually presents at a physical as a physical symptom somewhere in your body, like the lump in your throat, or heaviness in your stomach, or wherever it is. What I realized that that is that um you can there are ways to try to rid you of that pattern or try to um, replace that pattern my approach is look through that pattern and see the potential within okay why i'm asking you this is because i use the word archetype because of course the it is an archetype just like the old lady just like the witch just like the mother the goddess and the child is is represents because when you talk about the child everyone knows what that is that's why we call it an archetype but our inner child because you say inner child when we have to heal an inner child it's correct me if i'm wrong i'm trying to interpret what you're saying and understand we have something that needs healing or taking care of a child is something that other people take care of and 
it's a you know you're using it also as a metaphor there's something that needs healing that needs caring for is this what you're saying not exactly <clears throat> what i'm saying is there is a part of you yeah that holds pain mm -hmm. and within that part of you is the potential that wasn't realized and that potential so to me in my world i don't see the inner child as necessarily wounded or uh, disabled or um as irreparable or um what i am reaching for is the part of you that cannot be hurt and that part of you is hidden underneath the noise which is the pattern but by nourishing that part of you, <laughs> you can release the pattern. Okay, because you you um, describe yourself as a child energetic wound healer. So the word yes. is there. Uh huh. The word is there, but it's uh, a little bit more nuanced than that. Mm -hmm. Okay. <laughs> and you mentioned the word archetypes. We have millions and millions. Of, I mean, we have infinite amounts of archetypes inside. And that's... But that's the way all the inner people have an inner child that all people have an inner prostitute. There are that they represent uh, uh, faces of fear. All of us have. I was born under a different star. I could have said, you know, I wasn't. Uh, that is true. But the fear of a two year old and the fear of a 10 year old are different. Of course. Of course. And they're both inner children. So in my world, I call them inner children, right? Not just one entity inside of you. Sure, sure. But if you call it a child, it has always the meaning of having to be taken care of. Whether it's two, six, eight, you know, anything under eighteen, let's say. But if you, well, we all need to be taken care of, regardless of our age. Yes. Yes. But when you talk of an inner child, it goes without saying. It's implied that that needs to be taken care of. I, I'm not sure where you want me okay. to go with that. No, I'm not going anywhere. I'm trying to understand because um, there we all have. All right, let's say um, because I work with archetypes. I, you know, I, I give archetypal readings, and this is why I'm I'm talking about it. When I uh, uh, if I went to you, Damla, you give me your name your birth sign, your birth date, and all of that. And I look and I use the Kashuk records and I find that for certain aspects, your overarching archetype is the goddess or the healer or could be, you know. And, but irrespective of whether you are that, you do have an inner child. You do have an inner prostitute. You do have, you know, there are, there are things that are act as antagonists to you or that need taking care of. This is where I wanted to go with it. And why I'm asking and why I'm talking about it is that I'm trying to understand, let's say I'm a client. Okay, I go to your website and I see that there's a membership, the uh, Chakra Bliss Vault Crystal Healing Membership. And there's a description I imagine there of what that is. And then, you know, I become a member. If, if I go to, to you and I feel that, like you said to me before, nothing was working, 
and I turn to you and you looking for the healer of a child energetic, you know, a child energetic wound healer. How would you work with me? Would you work with me in a group on a one-to-one basis? How do you usually? The um, membership is mainly an energetic support um, it's a crystal healing membership. Uh-huh. So for inner child healing, currently you would work with me one-on-one. Okay. And we would dive in and I would help you connect with whatever inner child is coming forward at uh-huh. that time. And the inner child may point out to some of the needs that need to be taken uh-huh. care of. Of course. And we can definitely bring those to the surface. What do these but sessions to be- look like? How long would they be on a one-to-one? typically uh well we start with an hour long and then Uh depends on your needs Uh and then the exploration is usually the first session you get used to how i work i get used to your Uh energy Uh and then the next session we dive deeper and then dive deeper i work with crystals i work Mm um with guided imagery and intuitive guidance Uh um and it's a unique, unique session depending uh-huh. on where you are and what your needs are. Mm-hmm. So, so can you, if you think of it a little bit, is there an average number of sessions that people usually need to then feel like they can stand on their own two feet or feel like they've had enough benefit, they have enough takeaways where they can say thank you and they leave? Is that how it works? Uh, yeah, I mean, if they ha- they're coming to me with a very specific intention, with yeah. a specific issue, usually three sessions is a great number. Oh, okay. We yeah. can look at it from three different perspectives. Uh-huh. Um, and then I have a five and ten session package if you feel like you I really see. want to get down to different layers uh-huh. and explore the issue. Uh-huh. And you also mentioned that you teach crystal, t- teach something about crystals? Yes, I have a. I published a um, crystal healing journal, mm-hmm. taking people on a twenty-one day journal journey, mm-hmm. and I have a crystal healing simplified online course. Um, ah, what does that look well like? How many? It meetings? is a very deep dive. Uh, there are nine um, guided meditations in it, um, ranging from just relaxation to deeper wound healing uh-huh. and then i guide you through um everything pretty much everything you need to know to uh, start and continue your crystal healing practice okay okay um and so this is so, uh, they are classes to, or are they uh, this is, is an it, online course uh, an online course okay okay so the 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 face-to-face would be a one-to-one with the child healing then uh that's when you do you have group sessions like a group dynamic where i do where i live i uh like to do them in person ah okay (laughs) now i'm getting back to them slowly um so that gives people a chance to um to do that um and the group healing part uh, is a part of my membership so there you can experience the group healing. Uh-huh. And what's next? Because, um, well, no, it, I did mention, um, I did see that uh, you mentioned 
um, astrology and balancing the natural and elements, your natural elements. Um, what do you work? Do you work with astrology specifically with um, on a one to one, or do you? What is your take on astrology? That that like yoga gives me the hives. <laughs> I see. Uh, well, it's another archetypal realm, what astrology is, and I've been drawn to it. I am a beginner student of it, uh-huh. I should mention. I'm starting a three-year ah. education program what? with yeah. astrology. Um, but I'm drawn to it mainly because um, it's been an interesting couple years, in my opinion. And I felt often... Um, almost like these uh, energetic cosmic waves pushing us around, like Mm -hmm. slapping us on one cheek and then the other cheek. (laughs) So I'd like to understand that a little better. And as I dove into it, um, like you're mentioning the elements, which is interesting to me, I'm finding that gives um, just another layer of depth to what I'm doing. And understanding myself as well as my clients. Okay, so it offers of, you more understanding of of your emotional of life, the, or? of the the symbology. Strong. I mean, whether mm-hmm. I I do readings of astrology in the future or not, I don't mm-hmm. know at this okay. point. But it is offering me um, just another uh, depth of understanding, which uh-huh. is what I love. Um, you, I also mentioned when I introduced you. Um, apart from the teacher, but a soul healing writer. And um, I imagine this is your journaling. Is this what uh, the writing part? I am. You you did ask what's next. I am in the process of writing my story and the way I see crystals. Mm-hmm. And I've had quite a few um, clients and group healing stories by now that I'm gathering. So that is in the works. Um but I call it soul healing writing because English is not my first language. Uh-huh. Uh, it is something I learned in middle school and I continue to uh-huh. learn and evolve in it. I mm-hmm. often tell people I can run in Turkish. I can yeah. comfortably walk mm-hmm. in English. Good. And so my writing doesn't have the purpose of being uh, prose perfect, but it does have the purpose of... Um, bringing something through bringing our editors i mean there's so many editors exactly exactly but it is um it has a very specific purpose of Mm -hmm. um just getting the message out there Mm -hmm. and i write on my social media i i write a pretty popular blog so it's been a part of my journey all along Um, as you're talking and the, the the journals came through during the pandemic um ah they were a project because I had this, um, I had a free online um, course about um, about mantras that was like a 40 ah. day practice. Okay. That was my very first journal. And then someone reached out to me and they said, um, I love this, but I'm so inconsistent with it. And ah. she said, I wish I had a journal to write. And I was like, okay, let's just, and I had it already written down and I wrote it down mm-hmm. um, and turned it into it's, a journal. And then that opened the door for it's healing. <laughs> the crystal writing journal. Is healing. Mm-hmm. I wrote a gratitude journal. Um, again, with like with my, I like telling a story 
it is a story like it is taking it's almost like taking a workshop with me for 21 days or for mm -hmm. 40 days yeah because i am guiding you i'm giving you like little bits i'm not like feeding you everything but with each day you're getting a little bit to mm -hmm. keep you going and um and people usually find it uh pretty gratifying to go through those journals well um what is your favorite crystal doing now how old is she She's 10. This is her first day of middle school. Wow. <laughs> Poor girl. <laughs> middle school is such a pain in the neck. <laughs> she's she's so so far so good. She's yeah, really I happy know. about well, it. it I'm happy worse. about it. Um, there is, of course, I mean, her life is changing and I'm changing as a mother for her and um, through my connection with her. So it is a uh, wild and interesting and beautiful journey to be yeah. a mom. Damla, thank you so much for uh, taking the time to talk to us. It was such a pleasure, um, really such a pleasure uh, to, to see your perspective of uh, healing the inner child and specifically crystals, which is very specific compared to other people. Thank you again. My pleasure. Thank you. Bye-bye. <laughs>